0: i'm george chen and you're listening to subdoc a show where we dive into the world of documentary film today i'm talking to the musician sam mickens about one of his favorite films lost soul the doomed journey of richard stanley's island of dr moreau uh in this 2014 doc by david gregory the south african horror genre director stanley pitches a version of the hg wells novel in the 1990s and some huge movie stars get attached and it is indeed a topsy-turvy journey. Huge egos, logistical perfect storms, and even witchcraft play a Mm. part in this tale of hubris, art versus commerce, and pyromaniac dogmen. And our guest is Sam Mickens, a native Angelina musician, writer, multidisciplinary artist, and now president, head of programming for Another World is Possible. Welcome to SubDoc, Sam.
1: Thank you, George. It's great to see you.
0: Yeah, it's great running into you. We had talked a while ago about this very film and then just took Reconnecting. And I also wanted to bring you on to kind of explain what Another World is Possible is to our listeners, because I think it would be very much of interest to anyone who likes this show, uh, people that like nonfiction, filmmaking, journalism, uh, streaming
1: services, and comedy. Yeah. Um, Well, yeah. I mean, on the film, uh, George, I think... Since I, when I first became aware of your podcast, I think I wanted to talk about this movie. I don't know why, but this movie just really resonated uh, when I first saw it several years ago, whenever, like around when it first came out, I think, you know, I watched it two or three times because I just found something about it. So, you know, captivating and also just very entertaining on some very uh, unexpected base kind of levels. Um so I'm very excited to talk with you about it, and obviously, also in the time since we might have first talked about it, a lot has happened in Richard Stanley's life.
0: Oh, for um, sure,
1: yes. Uh, but uh, but yeah, if do 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 you want to, do you want to hear about another world as possible, George? I also do want, to- do want to talk about that for sure. Yeah, I was
0: sure. gonna say like the yeah the genre of this film that we're talking about. If you liked like Jodorowsky's Dune, that's a, another kind very, of similar. Yeah thing where it's like hey these were all these visions for this thing that went awry and the story of something that never got made there's also yeah. this death of superman lives oh right I, have with you ever Nick seen cage, that about right? the Nicolas cage tim,
1: the Burden, tim burton superman, superman i never, never got made s- uh, yeah i never saw the doc but i've i've read and heard quite a bit about that project yeah. as well with I the spider like, and yeah
0: it's this genre of like you know here's some sketches Here's something that didn't happen, but it's already a fiction. It's a nonfiction film about two, a metafictional thing, because it's a fictional film that never got made. So it's like all the basic ideas for making your fictional film. And it's a documentary about, well, it could have been this. And that's right. But this also, gets but even wilder. Kind of, this gets wilder than some of those, actually.
1: Sure. I, yeah. I mean, it, it also, though, it, it kind of becomes its own genre, right? Because... Mm-hmm. I don't think that the Richard Stanley Island of Dr. Moreau or the, or Yodorowsky's Dune (laughs) would have ever been made in any way. I mean, it's like the things they wanted to do, it's like, they're cool and fascinating and stuff, but like, you know, with, with, with the Yodorowsky's Dune, I don't know if you guys have done that one already, but I did that a while ago. Yeah. Some of the things, some of the things that he claims, you know, and he's like, yeah. And then I, I, Orson Welles was going to be in it because I got him a chef, and I walked <laughs> up to Mick Jagger, and he was going to be in it. And you're like, I, I don't know if all of this was really going to happen, you know? Yeah. Um, so they're both kind of these things about these creators who are like these very visionary, weird, mm-hmm. you know, cultish, uh, yeah, and and very super inspired about the material, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, in watching the document, both of those documentaries, I think um, you kind of it's it's clear to you that. Uh, these guys were never going to be able to make these projects anyway. Like one way or another, right?
0: This is why I was a little bit worried about tying this into talking about another world as possible. because, it's like, you are like kind of doing something that I view as semi-utopian. It's a moonshot. And and so to explain, I know you from music. Uh, I hadn't seen you in a while. You're like, hey, I'm building a 24-hour streaming platform for like leftist political content and i'm like how 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 does this all work like can you talk us through kind of how you got to this from being a music guy
1: yeah yeah absolutely um so so my wife sue ling uh was the first person kind of working on this on this project and and the the first kind of seed and founder um, and then, you know, we have kind of a skeleton crew, a, a founding team of folks that have been working on it now for, in some cases, you know, a year and a half. Um, and we're very excited and we're, and we're looking to launch uh, later this year across multi platforms So basically, you know, anywhere that people stream stuff, anywhere that people watch content that's not a regular cable television. So we'll be kind of everywhere that people find things um and yeah. You know, over the summer we're doing um a series of kind of soft launch events we're doing a series of events with nina turner which we're very excited about everybody should go support nina uh in her primary on the august 3rd um and you've we, been mixing stuff with politicians and actors yeah and yeah. Comedians. So, so, yeah so yeah so it's the the kind of the overall uh, vision of the channel is, as you said, left, but also just kind of independent, you know, just kind of non, non-corporate um, news politics and culture, basically. So a lot of the day's programming is going to be kind of political stuff, panels, talking heads, journalists, you know, news that that hopefully people can come to as their regular, the people that want to just turn a channel on and see what's happening can can come here as the news channel, you know, but then also... Doing a lot of different kinds of cultural programming um, in late night and on the weekends, and we're doing stuff with Tim Heidecker and um, Doug Pound and Brent Weinbach, all those kinds of folks, and, and a bunch of other folks. We're doing some curated film programs. We're doing some, um, you know, other music programming, and so it's going to be kind of you know, um, it is really trying to federate. <laughs> and and consolidate a lot of really truly disparate voices that are all kind of hopefully moving towards the same kind of broader you know humanist mm-hmm. principles which for us you know often is, is our left principles but they're really kind of more basic and human than that you know
0: i i'm sort of thinking of um you know i'm thinking of other precedents for this type of thing and like, it come you know, Air America comes to mind. Sure. And I'm like, you know, I never really understood like the financial backing aspect of like something like Air America. Um, are you commissioning like you're actually like going to have like a production studio for like news content and like you know journalists actually doing like you know coverage and reporting in based in L.A. or or how is, uh, is that more is it more like uh, it's way more film wise.
1: More- it's more decentralized yeah. than that, especially at this, at this stage. Oh, you have Daniel on your shirt. Oh yeah. That oh, yeah. Dan- yeah. That the got, Daniel shirt? Yeah, I've got
0: the Daniel Smell shirt on. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh,
1: it's it, yeah, at this point, it's, it's, our goal is to be kind of a lot more decentralized than that. Mm-hmm. So, so, but we are producing original content with different folks in different mm-hmm. cities and different journalists that we really like and respect and you know, we're working with the Gravel Institute. They they're opening a new studio in New York and we'll Mm -hmm. definitely work with them on a lot of stuff. So yeah, it's a, it's a combination. Um, at the outset, it's a combination of some original programming that we're super excited about some, you know, movies and docs and other stuff like that. And then we are also carrying some, uh, non-exclusive stuff that people might already be aware of on YouTube or elsewhere programs that exist, Mm -hmm. but we're, we're putting them into the, into the grid and, and kind of trying to, you know, build everyone up by juxtaposition to each other in in an interesting way.
0: Curational. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Um, and this is launching in labor day. Is that like, you're, I'll be able to get it on my, I don't have Roku, but assume I had a Roku. If you had a Roku or an Apple TV, uh,
1: it's going to be in September or, Mm -hmm. you know, it, 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 it'll be, um, It'll be soon. It's coming very soon. There's just, yeah. you know, we already, we're, we're dealing with our, our distributors and dealing with all of the technology and building stuff out. And it's, you know, obviously George, you know, we've known each other for a long time and I've slept in your apartments on pizza boxes and as, vice versa. A, I'm yeah, sure. Versa, you know? yes. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's a big, it's a big project Bootstrap. for us, but we're bootstrapping. Extreme <laughs> bootstrapping it. Yeah. But, but yeah, we're really excited and everything is, you know, um, miraculously kind of come into place and and, and we're looking good so yeah i, I mean, mean we're we're targeting september launch yeah you know i think the day that in October. yeah
0: the day this is out is this coming monday so i think your big la event will have just happened
1: which actually will be streamable yeah it'll be yeah actually uh our, on, our next our next event is airing on monday it's airing so on it's, monday okay so same day, monday. same day this drops same day this
0: drops you can actually go to another world is dot and watch this program, which is yet to be recorded. But you've got musicians, you've got Brent Weinbach, you've got a few other uh, yeah, city council people. You said
1: uh, yeah, it, we're very excited. It's called uh, it's called Another World Is Possible's LA Forum. We're taping it on Saturday um, at uh, Friends Clothing Factory in in Vernon in South LA. Uh, really awesome space. And yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of half, um, town hall and, and political forum and then, and then half kind of a variety show of folks that are, that are connected to the channel. So, so yeah, there's a bunch of, uh, musicians, uh, brand uh, comedians, uh, there's a strong man and then, and then, yeah, we have, we have some, some hosts that, that were, that are working with us and, and we have a group of, um, of four local candidates. So we have, yeah. Uh, maybe a girl who's running for Congress, um, Fatimaike Balzubert, who's running for uh, state assembly, and then Al Corrado and Brian O'Dig are both running for the L.A. City Council. So the, it'll be a very uh, heady mix of stuff, but we're, we're, we're excited about it's, it, it, it. It's
0: heartening to hear that there is a leftist uh, bodybuilding scene or strongman scene. <laughs>
1: It's well it'll be interesting. Does it goes back it me. goes
0: back to the longshoreman I imagine or something. Well, yeah. I mean, well <laughs>
1: interestingly he's he's actually a an advocate uh in a pretty white collar uh union space, but he uh he's jacked. He's jacked. <laughs> <laughs> he's a strong man and yeah. he can do truly uh remarkable feats of strength so
0: yeah exactly like you know like we that's what we need we need like a left david blaine or something sure. like, wow. like some well not david blaine yeah Ugh. maybe not. um and and so I'll, just as a side thing left i know Houdini. i'll take yeah, the left. a left Houdini. a lot of uh documented filmmakers actually listen to this program so if they mm-hmm. wanted to get in touch with you and pitch something for the channel would that be something you'd be open to
1: sure absolutely yeah we're we're as I said, we're doing original stuff and, and creating some original doc stuff, but we're also licensing a lot of a lot of uh things for the channel. And um yeah, absolutely. They cool. can people can reach me at Sam at Anotherworld is dot com. Nice. I'll be there. All right. Oh, there's All a right. Cat.
0: Yeah, that's Sherby. He's our he's our mascot. I I live on an island of crazy animals too, Sam. Mm. Sam, I've never watched the 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 1996 Island of Dr. Moreau. Have you seen it?
1: I have. It's uh, it's pretty bad. Pretty, <laughs> un- but un- But you know, uh, I think what you what you feel in this documentary, or what this documentary would perhaps perhaps its viewpoint would be that we lost out on a much more. Mm-hmm. Exciting, you know, thrillingly weird and bad, bad or good, just yeah. weird version, you know, and on tour,
0: yeah, we like we y- we didn't yeah. have an tour version of
1: this no, right it no, it it's just nuts and bolts. Get it done, shot list, Frankenheimer yelling at people, <laughs> whatever. um yeah, the the final version it's it's actually kind of, just kind of boring. I mean, there's some really, especially after watching the this doc, mm-hmm. uh, there's some pretty fantastically uh you know spreading kind of moments from both marlon brando and val kilmer there's some really really like awesome bad slash strange acting moments in it uh, that, yeah
0: that's all i kind okay so my impressions of that i i went in kind of blind in this in that i've not seen this completed film i had not seen any of richard stanley's early films yeah uh, and there's some stuff that uh, you know, after watching this, then I did a little googling and surprise surprise richard stanley uh very abusive to an ex partner who was actually yeah. his co-writer, and he had kind of come back in the scene
1: two years ago. he had just reemerged,
0: yeah. yeah, he'd done color out of space right and I think his the his former partner who uh he had been abusive to was the co-writer on Color Out of Space. I also think David Gregory who made this is has a production producer credit on Color Out of Space. Makes sense. He got pretty close to Stanley in making this, I imagine. I did a little. Yeah, it feels like yeah.
1: whatever energy this documentary created probably led to his ability to reemerge and do that, right? I mean, yeah. I also felt like it seemed like Mandy, I don't know what exactly oh, the Mandy, timeline yeah. of all this was, but it felt like the success and whatever of Mandy kind of maybe paved that way as well, right? So, yeah.
0: Year. The co- the company that made Color out of Space made Mandy also, and it's Elijah Woods' company. And then right. basically, um, her name is Amberis Scarlet. I should double Scarlet. Um, yeah, yeah. Scarlett Amberis. She you know pointed this out on Twitter, and then uh, the production company behind Color out of Space just like cut ties with Stanley after that. Um, but yeah, he I, it, it does color my when I watched this. The stakes did not. F- the stakes did feel like somewhat high in the sense that like, you know, there's a lot of people's lives, livelihoods were tied into this, but sure. it it feels grosser knowing all this stuff about Richard Stanley now.
1: It does, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, for me it was interesting I rewatched it this week um because I hadn't seen it in a few years. Uh it was interesting rewatching it and you know, I wouldn't say that I ever found Stanley to be like uh an extremely sympathetic character, exactly. Right, but I think there was more sympathy for him, probably in my first viewings. I don't know. I, I guess I think that this time, I mean, I still have sympathy for him as a creator in this ridiculous situation. But yeah, but um, but this time I was definitely way more keyed into just how like some of the visual signifiers of just how crazy he is, Mm -hmm. you know, like this time I was really keying in on like his mouth, like the side of his mouth. And like when he's older, he has like, he always has like weird spittle and weird stuff. And you're like, seems like, you know, he's pretty unhinged. And it's not like he, that's not clear in the movie. Right. He Mm -hmm, says pretty clear. Yeah. He says my mother was a witch and she gave me this totally chaotic life and it's great or whatever. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I I feel like I, I, I'm sure you've known some folks, George, who are like I'm trying to think of exactly how to put this, but you know who who kind of are more in this like magic, you know, in in, in a like magic with a K mm-hmm. and witchcraft, but like not in a like deep meaningful way, in a more affectational kind of like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So so I feel like um, I feel like Richard is. Well, his yeah. affect and, and, and the reality of what he says both seem kind of bad.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I kind crazy. of feel like it's, it, it borders on this thing of like kind of like, you know, we're talking about like uh, uh, Alistair Crowley recently. I, I've done sure. a lot of reading about Crowley, but this sort of like it's libertarian in a, uh, in a sense, right? It's like this completely like solipsistic kind of uh, view of. Of like I whatever I want is the way things will go, and that's kind of I think coming through. There's that that edge of um, the spiritual magic de- delving that you can get into, or just a little bit like just being purely contrarian, uh, which I think it, you get a little bit of that. And I you know what I mean, knowing yeah knowing all the stuff about Stanley Out, I also like didn't totally sympathize with him, but I was like well he has a vision and he's being stomped on by these money people. And like, in a sense, like I still like side, there's this part of me that just sides with that part. Uh, not, yeah. not having, you know, in my initial viewing of this, that was like my, sure. my instinct. Yeah. Or like, I'm I'm just going to side with Fyrusa Balk. That's just my Firuza general. Balk, I think yeah. she, I thought she was a good judge of character. You know, <laughs> that was kind of my, my go-to.
1: Fyrusa. I mean, look, I have a lot of affection for, for, uh, Firuza. uh, from various (laughs) roles and and vibes of the past and stuff. Uh, yeah. But she seems pretty, she also seems pretty insane in this documentary and seems like she had some kind of a really intensely embroiled relationship, creative thing with Stanley Mm -hmm. and is, yeah was is is really going to bat for Stanley in this doc. Oh God. But then yeah, she's a, but I feel like both Richard Stanley and Fire was a bulk. And I'm sure if Marlon Brando or Val Kilmer had, had been in this documentary, they would have done the same. Like say so many things like tell on themselves as just really pretty crazy people in so many ways. Right. Yeah. I, I, I drive like,
0: to drive to Sydney. Like it's yeah, across the country. is like,
1: I don't remember how I got there. I just like, like she was like, she was in a fugue state or something. Yeah. And she like got this random Australian crew guy to like drive her across the continent. And then yeah. she like came to, it's like, <laughs> you know, Yeah. I, 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 I certainly don't stand in judgment to anybody's mental health stuff at all, mm. but I feel like it uh, it undermines some of the some of the narratives that yeah. they're trying to uh, kind of cling to. It sometimes, you know.
0: There, there's also like, as of this moment, there is a kind of a Val Kilmer Renaissance happening, and sure. he is painted as like an arch villain in this, kind of more than Brando. Because he is, it, it's like he's portrayed as like being intentionally disruptive, whereas Brando yeah. is like kind of in this weird. His he's lost his daughter. He's like always had a disdain for working everything. for everything all yeah. the time. And like like Val Kilmer at this moment is like coming off Batman, but now I think we're in this reevaluating Val Kilmer thing. And like I had or had not heard some of these stories about like Val Kilmer like intentionally lighting someone's hair
1: on fire with yeah. a lit cigarette. And Just like think, weird bully, like yeah. freakish bully behavior. Yeah. He has
0: said, uh, I believe there's an interview he did with like, I think the New York Times Magazine or something where he's like, yeah, no, like I work with these people all day long. Why would I intentionally burn anyone? That was not like, it was an accident. Like that's, right. his, that's his uh I
1: don't that's really believe boss. Val either. I mean, that's the <laughs> thing though. Like I love, look, I love Val too, but Val yeah. is also just Another like a legendary knight. monster you know yeah. yeah val's a monster brando's a monster <laughs> richard stanley richard stanley really this story in this story is just the weakest of these yeah like, he has half no. monsters on the island you know? <laughs> that's
0: a good point yeah like he's like disposable apparently he's a completely disposable character
1: yeah i mean it's it's wild uh, do you want to talk more about the the the, the plot kind of at, such as it is or? sure
0: yeah cuz it's like yeah like i uh, I also have never watched any other version of uh, Dr. Moreau. I just yeah. remember uh, that uh, the, who, the Nelson, the the guy in the crazy makeup, who's like the smallest man in the world. Yeah. It was just yeah. I was like, I did not understand. I was like, Brando was like keen to like, he's like this. He'll be like the star of this movie.
1: This guy is yeah. the star of the movie. Yeah. No, that, like, that's no, all that's I the, really remember. That's the thing. Watching it again now, I am I feel like Val Kilmer still seems like just like a total jerk monster. But Brando kind of comes off as like the coolest person in this whole scenario, you know? Because Brando kind of has the right attitude. And he's like, like I'm getting paid my to be here. My favorite thing this time watching it was the thing where like, he like sits down with Firuza Ball. Firuza Balk's <laughs> like, hey, listen, let's talk about our characters. And Marlon's like, listen, this is all nonsense. Nobody cares about any, this is all bullshit. Just, you look great. You're beautiful. Just have fun. It doesn't matter. I didn't read the script. I don't care. Like, that was all, I was like, yeah, that's cool, man. I mean, Marlon Brando oh, also definitely hurt a lot of people and a crazy yeah. monster and whatever. Yeah. But like, I, I would say the, the, um, you know, Val Kilmer might be in more of a Val Brando-ish place in his life now, but I feel yeah. like at that point, brando's brando you know brando comes out on top I, I and love, he is the only entertaining yeah. part of that final product of that movie <laughs> really so i feel like like what val
0: kilmer so going back to val, i have not seen the val kilmer uh you know it's all self-documented stuff i haven't seen it yet either. it hasn't come out yet right uh i think it's in theaters um oh, i want to see it yeah. or no, no it's a batch drop um yeah like the the story i've i've read about like val kilmer like it's like he should have been a character actor, but he was just too good looking and they just right. made him the star of everything. It's like, right. no, he was like a character actor the whole t- He was like doing like method, like doing Suzuki, like being sure. like not breaking character off <laughs> off camera the whole time. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, the tragedy is he was just so good looking. They had to make him the lead in everything. They had to
1: make him Batman. He was, he was right. I've <laughs> heard this. I've heard this narrative. <laughs> I think he would have still been a jerk even if he was just a character <laughs> actor. But yeah. I do think it's true that, um, and just crazy. I mean, his whole thing, right? I mean, you were, if you read that that profile, right? His whole thing yeah, where he's like his Christian science, you know, the Christian yeah. science with well, his throat cancer and the he thinks, you know, he's like he's obviously in kind of a semi-elvis place at this point <laughs> mentally, right? I yeah. mean, yeah. Uh, but but again, yeah, he was great. And and he was. I mean, the things I think that we mostly love and remember about Val Kilmer are his most weird character things, right? Like Commitment level.
0: He definitely committed. You can definitely say that about Val Kilmer. Terrible Batman, though. <laughs> I mean, that whole... Let, what are you going to yeah, do? What are you going to do? about what are you these, ba- do? these Batman... There's, everyone gets a chance to play Batman. Sam, I feel like you could play Batman. Thank you. I, like, I
1: appreciate uh, that.
0: You have kind of a Robin like like aesthetic, but also I think <laughs> Nightwing. Nightwing. I could see as Nightwing. Oh, Nightwing. Yeah, I like
1: Nightwing. I'm too old now, but you know, you got to dye the hair black.
0: Hey, I'm I'm thinking about being Bane. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> let's throw to this clip where <laughs> I love like it's true like Richard Stanley, uh, a warlock if ever there
1: was, uh, or an outsourcing warlock because he. He's, he, he employs a, a, a Sufi. Yeah. He says he's a Sufi. He's, all, he's also Sufi, and so, but he says he's a Sufi warlock of some kind. Yeah. yeah. He uh, is about to have this meeting with
0: Brando and he needs it to go well because he knows he's basically. They could replace him at any moment before shootings even started. Right. Uh, so
1: this they're is- already determining that he's insane and unreliable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. So this is a, a clip of. Just an example of Richard Stanley's way of problem-solving. At that point in time, I was friendly with this warlock um, chappie in England, Dr. Edward James Featherstone, um, commonly known as Skip. So Skip had been shown to demonstrate his ability to fix things, to do invisible mending before. So I said, my God, Skip, you've got to help me. Um, You've got to save my movie. At the exact same time that I went into the meeting um, on the other side of the world, Skip convened his coven, cut his arm, drew a sigil, and did some kind of routine to fix it and make it all all right. Simultaneously, I was driven with the big old limo that was part of the contract. Brando's house is at the top of Mulholland on the left. Joe Nicholson's house is on the right. And he was extremely nice to me during the meeting. I, I was never really sure why he took a light to me the way he did. But it was very confusing for New Light because it was not the outcome they'd been expecting. And there's a very strong possibility that it may have been voodoo or some kind of um, magical interference on Skip's behalf. But um, the next thing I knew, um, Polanski was out and Brando was only going to do the movie if
1: I was on board.
0: Sam, uh,
1: yes.
0: you'd actually since I had not even seen the island of Dr. Moreau, there mm-hmm. were so many things where I was just like, hmm, Rob Morrow was in this. I'm like, and I, I, I my personal vision is like someone, some agent someone is just like. A doctor, Dr. Moreau. Yeah, we got we got that guy. He played a doctor in Northern Exposure, Rob Morrow. Sure. Like, like it was purely like a who's on
1: first booking although Morrow. he wouldn't have he wouldn't have been playing Moreau though he's the he's the like ingenue guy I don't remember his name but he's the young yeah. guy that comes to the island and discovers all the you know the Jonathan Harker, Harker. The,
0: yeah the 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 characters that they've the actors they've picked for this firstly Bruce Willis then just like oh we can't get Bruce Willis why not Rob Morrow like no, no similarity at all like no, it makes no sense yeah. and then from Rob Moreau... Up to David Thielis, who you'd think would be Thulis. down
1: you'd think Thielis would be down to be in this. I mean that I know dude. it's weird that Thelis is not in it and they don't even meant they don't even acknowledge him. Yeah. Like it's just Rob Morrow leaves. Also, Rob Morrow, I don't know what was going on in his life at the time of this docu- they shot this documentary, but he looks like very haunted still. He looks like wrapped
0: <laughs> yeah. in this. He, he looks was, like a little like
1: stressed out still to be talking about this, right? Yeah, yeah. He
0: does and I love that they juxtapose kind of like what he says with someone else being like, he was freaking out. He was he's like, Yeah, I felt a little I felt like it was not going well. And I wanted to get out of my contract and be like, he was like crying. He wanted right. to come he's back. He's like to on America. the film. oh Bob
1: Shea, he he's in this documentary, of course. That that is that the that, the new line guy? The new line guy. Oh that man, insane. Lizard Bob shea man, he's a fast he's a fascinating figure. Is there a New Line documentary? Is there a thing about? Uh, I well, I've mostly seen him before, and there's a really long uh Freddy documentary that's okay. about the whole series, and they okay. go through like every each installment. Um, but it's like four hours long or something on Netflix.
0: New Line like owned owned the blockbuster VHS aisles like back in the day. They were like they were the thing they had a real moment yeah they were the uh the bloom house of their day and they did some great stuff i mean they did a lot of terrible stuff but there's some, yeah there's some immortal it's not trauma moment. like it's not trauma no. like it's like definitely like they, they were you know i didn't remember that they did wag the dog or anything like that but i remember that was a sign if you saw that new line logo sure that was a sign you're in for something yeah
1: ironically also miramax back then was kind of somewhat that and you know
0: uh speaking of monsters real God monsters blessed. and okay let's talk about some monster costumes let's talk about yeah. being an extra oh, yeah. in australia uh you know the the, the fact <laughs> that okay
1: so many things the Sal Lady was one of the best parts she was lady. like one of the main documentary yeah. uh all stars right yeah
0: no she's great Sal Lady's great also just like the kind of party scene because like <laughs> the the like filming gets stopped so many times a the weather be yeah. like you know uh, stanley getting replaced like yeah. all all these things and then they're just like kind of tra- trapped like in this like dorm it's sort of like you've heard stories about the munchkins on the sets of wizard of oz sure, like, having yeah. these just like being wasted and
1: going yeah nuts, back yeah. and all yeah yeah i think also also the the have you seen that um uh herzog movie even dwarves started small uh, I, I know I should have. I have not it's, actually seen it yet. It's great, but there's... A long time ago, I watched it with the commentary, with the Herzog commentary, and he was talking about it a lot. And yeah, it's like they shot it all in this small... Kind of in a similar way to Island Dr. Moreau, I guess. They shot it all in this really remote, like, small volcanic island. Mm-hmm. And it was just this cast of all dwarves, of all, like, mm-hmm. you know, little people of uh, various ages and whatever, the whole the whole movie. and mm-hmm. uh, And yeah, he said it was just, like an insane fuck fest, like rager, you know? And they were all like hooking up with all these weird local fishermen. And it was just like a total, you know? Yeah. Um, God bless them. But yeah, the the people, the the animal extras, the beast man, beast person extras... Uh, on Moreau, yeah. They the picture the doc shows is is, and this is something that people that are like whatever work in production might be somewhat familiar with, but to an extreme degree of just like so much waiting around for like days and weeks and weeks, and like getting into the makeup every day in the assumption that they're going to shoot something, but not. So then yeah, they're just partying in their insane beastman getups, just like drinking, smoking, smoking weed you know, uh, the sow lady talks about like, she was just partying and that, um, Nelson, the smallest man alive was like always propositioning her. And it just, you know, seems like quite a, quite a hang if you were there for those, (laughs) for those six months or whatever.
0: Yeah. I've been an extra and it's like the costuming nowhere near the level of this, but yeah, it is completely waiting around. Uh, just, I, I wasn't even getting put up in a hotel or anything but like i guess because of the locations they kind of had to have people like i just imagine like this going to work it's just like you know the those like old warner brothers cartoons like you know the the, the dog and the cat like checking in like clocking in
1: like oh yeah
0: literally a dog man just like yeah. checking
1: in <laughs> yeah and um, then of course, I mean, I don't know if I don't know if this is jumping ahead, but one of the most incredible aspects of this whole story, yes, is what ha- what Richard does after he's let go from the picture.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it really was like, oh, this is good storytelling cuz it was like a trail off and then he just enters back in. Yeah, uh, the third and, act. Here. Yeah, I got to give credit to I I got to say like you're not the first person that's really told me I have to watch this. Like, also, like Dana Gold really wanted to do this, too. And I, I, it's just like, it really takes like a good amount of turns. Like I, In the beginning, I was kind of like, I don't think I actually want to see Richard Stanley's version of Dr. Moreau based on some of his like uh, comic dis- depictions of everything oh, yeah, that's his the other storyboarding. I mean, yeah, his storyboarding. Yeah, it seems very, very, very he's yeah.
1: very, very focused on uh, beast person childbirth. Like it's a real, like it. It's yeah. he's really focused on it. There's like so many, so much concept art, and like we, they shot a scene, deleted scene, and stuff. He seemed really, so. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot of Richard's psyche that probably would have come out in unpleasant ways. Yeah, ultimately, if he had completed this film. I mean, like, like, do you think? Okay, so what do you think? Like, uh, Richard
0: Stanley's, what is his fatal flaw that he's just too weird to deal with hollywood or he got saddled with these huge budgets and huge stars and like he couldn't you know just make like a small budget version of this like what do you think like the fatal on top of like apparently him being kind of a monster in reality
1: right i mean i feel a little bit underqualified to to discuss some of this just because i i also have not seen richard Stanley. like I, i'm not like a stanley head this yeah. is my whole thing with richard stanley really is this documentary so i haven't seen um, hardware. hardware or dust devil right those early south african ones which are supposed to be cool and very low budget but which is just to say i don't know what his vision actually looks like when he does it you know yeah. but um you know it's basically like I feel like he was trying to, again, Herzog, it's like he was trying to do like some insane Herzog type movie, like Fitzcarraldo type movie, but with like a totally normal Hollywood system behind him and all these massive actors, which is just like, they're never going to let you do that, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, because what are the big, what are the examples where Hollywood did or, or even continued when, when things like spiral out of control? Like it's like Heaven's Gate or whatever, where mm-hmm. it's like these famous massive Flops or whatever, but you know, I think it's just he wanted to do something way weirder than that amount of money, whatever, except
0: he wanted frankly. to make like yeah, like a, a sort of a budget film, yeah, but like the film sort of yeah the that's kind of the film's argument right this' is like the documentary's argument is like he should have just been left alone to make something with like probably know, at the level like, of, like the out of or something. Space, yeah right, right, yeah. or something, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like getting someone, a, a, a cage type person of that moment. Right. Like that's the argument, yeah. like, like the Hollywood, this is a very anti the Hollywood system. Sure. Film,
1: and fair enough. Is, yeah. Like that, as you said, that part of it is easy to sympathize with. Right. Mm-hmm. That part of it makes, makes uh, Richard a little bit more of a, an appealing mm-hmm. protagonist or whatever in the, in the doc. He makes him
0: an underdog in this scenario. He's an yeah, underdog, her, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. and literally an underdog later because yes like okay this is <laughs> you still you still should watch this and we're gonna just Spoiler talk warning. about what's gonna happen like yeah. right he's he's banned from the set he's like they paid me my fee to go away and well in fact they get him a
1: plane ticket out, of, out of australia yeah. but he like <laughs> skips the flight yeah like the guy there's like a there's like one of those, all those like party or party EA bro guy. Australian yeah. crew members yeah. are so cool too. But like yeah. one of those dudes was supposed to like make sure like physically he that he got the on the plane, a plane and he thought waves. he had and then Richard, <laughs> Richard disappeared for a period of weeks or months or whatever.
0: Yeah. yeah. And then he's sort of rediscovered by this, this, all the extras are kind of all the, be- also, by the way, the guy who teaches them how to move like an animal. Great. Like he yeah. he does the the howler monkey sound. He's got a bit of a
1: Guffman yeah. Guffman energy <laughs> yeah. in some of those scenes. Yeah,
0: that guy that guy rolls too. He's cool. Uh, as as does Didgeridoo guy.
1: Yeah, the um, Didgeridoo guy.
0: It's like there is a faction of this that is like literally like I I don't know the the plot of the it's like the 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 the, the beast people are like you know subservient to to Moreau and his daughter right. Uh, on the island, so it's like all the extras are kind of like living this out as well. Like they're right. sort of this subservient lower class. Yeah, they're like barely the human.
1: Yeah, just like smoking all day and in like insane hot pig makeup. Like yeah. you know, <laughs> and yeah. so
0: so like they hear tale of this guy in in the outback like muttering to himself about how he was how Hollywood destroyed him or whatever. And they're like, right. is that Richard? So right. then, then they find him, and then they, I. This is the, the part. As the Sal lady says, oh he God. went trapo.
1: <laughs> is right? that is that like just like going going trapo? It's like troppo, oh, yeah. I don't know. It's like he just like he just like went nuts in the spirit of the jungle. It's like the same kind of like Colonel yeah. Kurtz, right? They right. talk a lot about Kurtz and Brando and and, how and HG he's Wells related and Conrad, to Yeah, he's related to
0: he's, so he's a Stanley like the character Kurtz is based on his like great-grandfather or something right. like
1: that. Also and dark and maybe, you know, probably some sign. probably some uh, epigenetic uh, darkness in the Stanley line some, I would some guess. Colonial, yeah, shit. Again, I I don't stand in judgment of that, but yeah. You know, um but uh yeah, I would also be curious. I don't know. I don't, I don't really know where Richard is on, you know, race, frankly. I mean, I don't know. I hate to generalize, but like he's a South African of a certain age. whose like great grandfather was like the Colonel Kurtz from heart of darkness. And who knows? There's there's a lot there. There's a lot there to dig into. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, so, so Richard has gone fully feral, he's just living out in the jungle and like I assume doing weird trying to do weird plant drugs and Licking whatever and you know, whatever's yeah. going on. Yeah. And then yeah, he's rediscovered by the extras because now the extras like they've sprawled out they're they're like they're like uh you know uh monster makeup uh beach party has just continued <laughs> and sprawled out so much that they're like living along the river and stuff. And so yeah, they just they, he just he just wanders up and uh and re-enters their ranks
0: yeah and then they're like smuggling him onto set and this is like technically like he has like a a restraining order against him being on this set right i love this line i i think it's i'll just i'm just gonna throw at this clip like <laughs> where like he has infiltrated the set and let's just play that so he got changed in the van so no one no one sort of saw him and then we all got our sort of like Costumes on, these latex
1: beast masks and everything. And then we sort of like, I remember we sat there and he's like, you know, he smote one big fat joint for like, you know, good luck. And, and, and away he went and, uh, and then sort of like emerged into the, into the people. It got so hot when we were working. So I was trying to give them breaks as often as I could. And they would pull the head back and drink some water. And there was this guy, one of them, that was never doing I, I kept watching him and he would never take his head off. And I thought, well, that guy's nuts, you know? I, I, was, I was starting to think, well, he's gonna just die. Out of 300 extras in this tent, like Richard's the only one who hasn't taken his mask off. He was the bulldog man, and he was did this great job of jumping around and doing this weird stuff. And, and, I, and I went to him and I said, no, that was really great. I, thank you, it was, I, I really enjoyed watching you. It was a nice job, and he goes, he, he said, oh, thank you. And he had a completely different accent than anybody else. <laughs> And then I started to wonder.
0: And I think once that rumor started that the Richard Stanley was in the background, that
1: I think that just grew into sort of stories about Richard Stanley then wanting to sabotage the shoot. The moment that really, that is kind of brilliant and like crystallizes this really great moment and for the doc or whatever, right? Is when he's like, you know, he's like, and then I realized like I had completed a full arc from Moreau to the beast man. Like he was like, I was the creator and the director of this whole thing. And now I'm just a lowly beast man, extra sweating under a dog mask. Yeah. And he's like, has this weird, like psychic realization. It's like, it's intense.
0: It's own creation that, is, that that is like, that is genuinely beyond like, it's not like Jodorowsky showing up on David Lynch's set or anything. Like that. Right.
1: Oh, which would have been sick if Yodorowsky yeah. had like gotten under a bunch of crazy makeup and shown up on the set of David Lynch's too. And that would have been cool. Exactly. Be like, cool oh, he was, yeah, he was a
0: sandworm. Yeah. He was the sandworm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um, are you, and like, I think that like, I'm not a big horror guy either. I think right. David Gregory has made, I was doing a little reading. He's done other films about horror films and that seems and he's a mm. horror film guy. And he comes out of this horror film world. So I think like there's some stuff about this doc that feel like, you know, like little, like, like the recreations of all the witchcraft and things like that. They feel a little like budget, a little like janky. Uh, But I mean, I think he really, he did a pretty good job of hooking us into this thing and like sympathizing with this, with this kind of monstrous dude. Yeah. Uh, It's just like a battle of, of bad egos really between like Val
1: Kilmer and, yeah. But it's like an operatic. Yeah, I mean, yeah. these are like some majorly bad egos, like bad, like crazy movie stars. Right. Like it doesn't get much more extreme than a Marlon Brando in that yeah. in that area. Right. Yeah.
0: Um, but all the all the all the uh, kind of like the Hollywood exec people. It's kind of funny how those lines get drawn too. like some people are like, I believed in him. Some people are like, no, nah. the moment he was just like, I wanted four sugars and I'm like, this guy's a nut.
1: I'm like, come oh, yeah. on. What the fuck does that even That's do? Bob Shea. Yeah, that was funny, too, because that's like also just the most contrarian, like, uh-huh. old Hollywood yeah. bastard thing like, where you're like, what? Two sugar He's is like, top, so you're out of this business. Like, yeah, he was like, I don't know. As soon as he asked for three or four sugars, I was like, this yeah. guy's goofy. This isn't going to yeah. work out, you know? Like, I'm like, He asked for Stevia,
0: and I was just like, you're done. You're done in this yeah. town.
1: Very odd. But, yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, are you I a genre a guy? Like, I think it's just a yeah. really the doc itself, obviously, is yeah, pretty kind of bare bones and stuff. Yeah. But I feel like the the people that he got to talk and the and the actual stories are just so wild yeah. and so compelling. I don't
0: know? think you have to be like a genre fan to like get something out of watching this. I wouldn't sure. think like so. yeah, because it's just like it's like we love to see messy, we love to see a messy, like, you know, situation, like someone who's just like, I think hubris is kind of the key to this whole thing. Right. And like, and I, and I, that is the theme of, I think, Wells' story.
1: Right. (laughs) I mean, that's, that's, that's that's how the documentary kind of tries to play it. Right. And that's like why I feel like that moment of Richard saying I had completed the arc from Moreau to the dog man or whatever is like, you know, because yeah, obviously, the content, the the uh, subject they were all dealing with, even though Brando didn't read the script or whatever, uh, <laughs> was mirrored a lot in, in in the behavior of some of these figures of Richard and of you know some of the other ones. It's, yeah, uh, like the yeah.
0: anarchy, the kind of Lord of the Flies elements, the kind of
1: I guess I don't Oh know. James Wood, we didn't even talk about another oh, actor that was right. in the mix. Oh,
0: oh, if only David <laughs> Thielis. Had been replaced with James. Okay, James well, Wood was, was going to no, be the James Kilmer. Woods. It was going to okay, be the, James the right Woods hand was man. Was supposed to be yeah.
1: Val's, Val's part. Kind of, yeah, yeah. And Val was supposed to be the young guy. Part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, if it had been Woods, Brando, Val, I feel like this movie would be even better. Right? I mean, yeah, if you had yeah. had James Woods on that set, just beyond. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure.
0: Just, just a different level of. It of all sorts
1: you're of truly getting into some like lovecraftian horror at that point also like lovecraft
0: like i'm just like oh another problematic person like yeah color yeah. out of space just and like,
1: joseph conrad of yeah. course i mean and heart of darkness itself mm-hmm. which you know it's a good book but it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty racist
0: I'm just thinking also, I'm like, if it's your crowd listening to this, like we have to address all these things. Oh, absolutely. The colonial elements of all of
1: this stuff. Absolutely. Uh, I do not, I don't in any way endorse the uh, character or actions of Richard Stanley's ancestor, (laughs) Colonel Kurtz. Richard Stanley, Doctor Coppola,
0: even or Sophia Coppola, or like and yeah. or the winery, uh, no, uh, or weirdly Val Kilmer and Coppola. I there's this weird, they made a movie together. I've never seen it, and then like Dan Deacon was involved, hmm. and so there's this this video actually there's video of it, mm-hmm. at, and I think I talked about this before, but um, there's a Dan Deacon like Future Islands show at like Paraspace. Mm -hmm. And like Val Kilmer is there Mm. as like he like he was hanging out with Dan Deacon. He bought pizzas for all these people at Paraspace, and he kind of starts emceeing the show, like in character, like he's a character, like which
1: character though? That's what is he he Mark Twain?
0: No, he's like no, he's not Mark Twain. He's like because his
1: Twain is that's a that's a that's a. I think
0: he's like saying that he's either a motivational speaker or he is came from, like, a multi-level marketing thing. He's just he, doing He's doing a bit. He's doing a
1: bit. He's, he's just improv. doing a bit. Val's you know, going back to his improv days at Julian like or whatever. There
0: is a posy. Like, you see, like, posy Val, right? There's a mm. posi core Val Kilmer in yeah. there. And, like, Look. in that in that mix of people, it would have to be a posi core Val Kilmer. Sure. Um, and I guess, like, being a Christian scientist is being optimistic. I mean, like, I, I was wondering about how many... How sure. much anti-vaccine, I mean, like do Christian Scientists cannot believe in vaccines, right? That seems like part of it. You just wouldn't, you wouldn't do no.
1: vaccines. You I, would, I, I, I you just
0: I let it, I, let it take over. Just
1: I don't it want it to speak for, for I, there may be, there may be, uh, you know, different uh, derivations of Christian science that embrace different aspects, but yeah, I don't think so. I don't think.
0: I think the, es- the essence of it is you would not believe in, in vaccines. And yeah, uh, I would think. yeah uh, but yeah, like I, I can't picture really a posi stanley a posi core stanley it'd be it's just like kind no of like, but you know, i get what i want that's basically the positive the, the yeah. happy richard stanley is just getting what you want and then just having wide eyes and like glaring into a camera and being like ah oh, the, the, the 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 the
1: demigods deemed it so you know <laughs> yeah i mean I- Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't know Richard Stanley. I think a lot of crazy people and crazy creative people and people that are like, you know, have some schizophrenia or severe bipolar or whatever Richard Stanley might be dealing with, you know, Mm -hmm. I think they do have lots, they do have fun and good and Mm -hmm. uh, charismatic and appealing times and they have monstrous times. Right. So I'm sure there's a fun Richard Stanley that people liked at some points. Some of the people in this, I mean, Firuza liked him.
0: As a professional welder, Shana Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills.
1: The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is.
0: Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I lose a fucking loves him man she she was was ready to i'll ruin my career for this guy yeah she was ready to just like destroy her career for richard stanley's vision or whatever which Mm -hmm. is like i don't know so there's got to be something there yeah there's got to be something appealing about him in some ways
0: you know know. like it like definitely i feel like that's a guy who like could have been in comics also it seems like that's Jaroski kind of took that comics turn it seems like a place where you can just be it seems like he really should have just been doing comics that's kind of my sense from from the, how into the storyboarding he was and stuff just a lot of splash pages of yeah Monsters. extreme childbirth i'm trying to think like of an animal that i'd be okay with like okay are they okay have you seen it do they start out as animals or do they start out as people or are they genetic uh,
1: no 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 they're all they're all, all they're genetics. all genetic uh, modifications where that that the doctor has created, you know, in a test tube. Okay, they're all all They're all all animals that have been given human qualities to different, including Firuza, Mm -hmm. who's like secretly a panther lady or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, They, uh, yeah, they're all animals that have been genetically modified to be given some or a lot of human characteristics. They're all, you know, Mm -hmm. genetic experiments. That's the Dr. Moreau thing.
0: Yeah, and then there's some like rules, right? There's some rules like... Like is it just like don't is it like animal is that I'm thinking of animal farm. You're
1: thinking <laughs> of animal farm. Yeah, animal farm's got rules, <laughs> fight club has rules. Yeah. Uh yeah. no, I don't think there's there might I think there don't are kill don't like, kill you know, marlon Brando. I think it's the number one rule well, that they yeah. break. I I haven't uh, I haven't read the book or seen the any of the adaptations in a long time, but I think there is some stuff about like the laws, like the natural laws, or they have their own kind of you know the the whole thing is it's like he's a new god and a new creator and a new Garden of Eden hypothetically, but it's all monstrous and warped. But it's like mm-hmm. you know he's trying to create a new and better society, right? That's like in yes. Richard Stanley, right? In all that concept art, that's why he's saying the guy. His vision of Moreau, which is funny again, because with Apocalypse Now, they like had this whole vision of Kurtz and then Brando just shows up super fat and bald and they're like, OK, I guess we'll do it this way. You know, and then with this one, I think he had this whole vision, right? Because all the drawings, he's very like Jesus like or he looks like the what's his name? The father father. source family you know oh yeah Um, yeah he's just like giant flowing beard long hair and like a new age guru kind of energy which is obviously not what marlon brando with the Butoh makeup and and uh (laughs) smallest man alive and that weird you know
0: i mean but again it should have been a more entertaining shit show really it sounds like it's like it's like it's it's not like the
1: the completed product it like it it should have been yeah and as i said the best parts i think if i again it's been a while, but. I remember the best and most entertaining and stimulating parts of the final product all being the stuff that Marlon Brando yeah. threw in literally just to fuck with people. Right. Cause that's, what's clear in the doc is like, Brando's just like, I don't give a fuck. Like two of my kids have killed themselves or killed each other. Oh. And I'm just like, you know, Richard, you know, I can't have sex with Richard Pryor anymore. It's like, you know, he's like, he's been through so much. He's like, so crazy at this point. Yeah. Uh, he's like that he, and he's just at such a point in his career, clearly, that like yeah. he can just purely fuck with everybody, fuck with the whole thing. Yeah. But, but I guess, you know, as some kind of testament to some part of Marlon Brando's genius, him just fucking with people is better than all of the stuff that everybody, <laughs> everybody else created on purpose. Right. Like the scenes where it's like him and Nelson... Like he's playing piano and Nelson's playing like On a little piano. piano like those are the coolest, weirdest things in the movie. Are just the Brando, like, yeah, you know. I'm only here uh, for two
0: weeks. I gotta get this done. Yeah. yeah. Now I hate to like tie it. I actually I love to tie it back in. So Please. as as someone who's also trying to create a new world. <laughs> Another, yes. world,
1: is like like Another world is possible, like Doctor. Another world is possible, like the island of like, Doctor Moreau.
0: Right, right, like, like, uh, so there should have just been more progressive policies on the island.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I wouldn't say that the channel or my personal vision of a better world involves beast people,
0: <laughs> test tubes, and yeah, like no. creating creating these. These no peace. No armed security guards. And like, no. yeah, a hierarchy. Just a, a new god hierarchy. Like, we're not gonna have that in another world as possible. No. It's not gonna be there's um, no there's no no Bouteau, no, boutto makeup, like we'll see Sam and no. Look, maybe, I've worn buto makeup oh, more yeah. times
1: than I can remember,
0: but uh yeah, it's the only I, acceptable I say, way to go. You can't go the I mean, other way. It's the only
1: acceptable way to go because you cannot
0: go the other way. No, uh
1: but uh uh yeah i would say another, another world is possible uh there's no kurtz or moreau figure in 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 the in in the channel's uh, projected future goals
0: h g wells not a utopian uh a dystopian uh but like uh, again let, sam thank you for bringing this bat let's say just bat shit movie this is just a bat totally shit bat story shit um you know gives totally bad shit
1: a- smashing a didgeridoo crazy. over somebody's head bad shit yeah, crazy yeah uh
0: we really frankenheimer in here and try to make sense <laughs> of this all um yeah. again let's promote like also you have uh, music up on Bandcamp. you have like some music oh, yeah. stuff as well you can check out sam mickin's Bandcamp. Uh, and yeah. let's talk about again. Another world is possible. It's going to be on demand and a streaming channel on like yeah a, yeah. Like it'll be a live cable channel or no? Or is cable in the works? No. It's, so it's it's yeah. all
1: cord cutter platforms. Okay. Right. So again, so yeah, it's all the all the any streaming platform, Roku, yeah. Apple TV, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera.
0: News content, uh, documentary, nonfiction, entertainment, yeah.
1: comedy, uh, music. And program. You're the
0: programmer. And like, if you've got a documentary and you want to be on this new thing, get it, Sam.
1: In this one area, and I want to be very clear, George. I don't want. I don't want these words to be misconstrued. In this very one specific area, yes, I am like the Doctor Moreau.
0: (laughs) You're gonna be otherwise hybridizing some. You are hybridizing. Like you're taking all these disparate elements and trying to make them live together. Sure.
1: Um, Yeah, another one is possible. Uh, You can go to anotherworldispossible.com dot uh, com on most socials it's whip TV uh, YouTube dot slash AnotherWorldIsPossible you can see the event we did last week with Nina Turner mm-hmm. and a bunch of other incredible people you today can drops see, the new one today. today you yeah. can see the LA Forum with all of these incredible people and the local candidates so yeah Twitch you doing Twitch or Twitch it's, it's, it's Twitch?
0: Or is Twitch. Twitch a whole other thing you doing Twitch come, yeah. Twitch come to Twitch come to Twitch as well. All right. Thanks so much, Sam Mickens, and good luck with everything. I'll be following along. Thank you, George. I'll be, I'll be in the dog mask in the background of your life, baby. Okay. Well,
1: take it off once in a while. Have, a, <laughs> have, have some water. You can't live that way. Yeah. Thanks so much. Thank you, George. Thanks for listening.
0: You can find out more about SUPDOC at SUPDOCpodcast.com. Recapping reality since 2015. Our theme song was written by David Siegel, and our show was engineered by Will Scoville. Our associate producer is Nick Colsis. Please donate to the show through our Patreon page, patreon.com/subdocpodcast. If you want to help us in other ways, please share the show with a friend. Join the Doc Talk and check out our hot takes, pictures and videos on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. We're Podcast on all of those platforms. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. You can find Paco and George's comedy gigs when those are happening again on the About Us page on the site. And SubDoc is by Doc fans for Doc fans. So if you want to advertise, got a film, or opinions you want to share, just hit us up. We'd love to hear from you and what you're docking out on. Email us at subdocpodcast at gmail.com.